0: Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle.
1: A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
3: And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice.
0: And now to our story. When the Metropolis University football team collapsed in the last quarter of its game with State College and almost lost, Clark Kent decided to investigate. To his surprise, he learned three things. One, that an old graduate named Richard had left the university medical laboratory a legacy of three million dollars provided the university raised $500,000 through its own efforts. Two, that the only way the university could raise the money was to have its football team earn it by going through the season undefeated. And three, that if the university did not get the legacy, it automatically went to three unidentified people. Since there was something queer in the collapse of the team, Kent suspected that one of the three possible heirs was doing something to the football team to keep the money from going to the university. His suspicions were confirmed when he received a note telling him to mind his own business. Together with young Jimmy Olson, he hurried to the medical laboratory to discuss the matter with Professor Nelson, but found it empty. Listen.
3: Listen to those monkeys, Shadow Jimmy. They're the ones I was telling you about. Professor Nelson and Dr. Stone use them for experimental purposes. Oh, where's Hercules, the gorilla? He's in a cage around that bend in the room there. Uh, Professor Nelson? Dr. Stone! Looks like they're both out. Can
0: I see the gorilla, Mr. Kent?
3: Sure, of course you can. Just around that bend. Oh, I know, but I... Well, there's nothing to be afraid of, Jimmy. He's locked up in a cave. Oh, okay. Professor Nelson! Dr. Stone! That's funny. There's not a soul here. I wonder whether they could... Mr. Couldn't... Ken, help! Jimmy, what's
1: the matter? Help! Help, Mr. Kent! What happened, Jimmy? The gorilla! He's out of his cage. Look! Run for the door, Jimmy! Come on! All right, you get outside. What are you going to do, Mr. Kent? Lure him back into his cage. No, you can't. He'll attack you. Do as I say. Now, get outside. Hurry. Mr. Kent, please. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) Good thing this door locks, so Jimmy won't decide to open it right in the middle of things. does it. Now, Hercules, we'll take care of you
1: as Superman. I don't know how you got out of your cage, but you'll be back there before you know it. Oh, don't like the idea, do you? Sorry, but you can't be trusted wandering around here. Hey, put that bottle down. Oh, you're in a playful mood, eh? All right, catch this. You're tough, Hercules, but not tough enough. Come on, I'm ready for you. That's the boy. Now! Now, let's see what you can do with both arms pinned to your body. Don't try to bite a piece out of me, you'll break your teeth. Now it just carry you back where you belong. Dump you into your cage. Slam the door. And throw the bolt on. Shaking those bars won't do a bit of good, Hercules, old boy. You might just as well calm down. I wonder how you managed to get out. That bolt couldn't have slipped. Mr. Kent. What? Mr. Kent. Oh, sounds like right, Professor Nelson. Clark Kent is going to have a tough time explaining how he got that 400 pound gorilla back into his cage without any casualties except that broken bottle. Mr.
3: Kent, open up. Just a moment. Kent. Kent, are you all right? Gosh, Mr. Kent. Oh, everything's okay. There's nothing to worry about. The gorilla, he's back in his cage. What? I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> but, huh? I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Jimmy, uh, did you round up this rescue party? Make sure. The minute you locked the door, I ran out to the campus and yelled at the top of my lungs. <laughs> you certainly got a crew together fast. Now, thanks very much, boys. But our friend Hercules is safe and sound in his cage. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming out. Come on in, Professor. You too, Jimmy. Ah.
2: You gave me a couple of very uneasy moments, Kent. Uh, Not to mention the uneasy moments Hercules gave me. I must have a look at him.
3: Oh, he's all right now. Uh, Look out for that shattered bottle, Professor. Hercules threw it at me. Fortunately, he's no big league pitcher.
0: Gosh. I don't understand how you got him back in his cage, Mr. Kent.
3: Well, there he is. Curled up in a corner, looking as though butter
2: would melt in his mouth. Something's wrong with him. Hmm? That side of his jaw is terribly swollen. His jaw? Oh, oh, is it? Well, that's funny. Did you hit him with something, Mr. Kent? Uh, who, me? Oh, no, no, I I didn't get that close. How did you force him back into his cage? Uh, why, uh, just by shouting at him and and, and waving my arms. I quite understand this. Wasn't there anyone in the laboratory when you and this young man entered? No. No, not a soul.
3: Jimmy wanted to see Hercules, so he walked around to the cage. And what did you find,
2: Jim? Oh, the door was wide open and. And Hercules was coming out. All I could do was scream and run. Oh, Professor Nelson. Yes? But good heavens, so What happened? Nothing, doctor. Well, they said the gorilla was loose. Yes, but Mr. Kent frightened him back into his cage. He seems all right now, save for a swollen jaw. Well, I walked over to the faculty club to tell you that Mr. Kent had called to say he'd be here in ten minutes. Oh, I see. Uh, that's why the laboratory was empty. But how did Hercules get out of the cage? I don't know. You say the door was ajar, Mr. Kent? Uh, was it, Jimmy? Well, you mean wide open, yes. I suppose. Couldn't have slipped. Well, we can be thankful nothing serious happened. You know, Mr. Kent, the debt of gratitude for having sufficient presence of mind to lock the door and tackle the animal single-handed. You've taken a lot of courage. Ooh, amazing courage. Well, frankly, there wasn't time to think about it. You should teach us a lesson, Dr. Stone. Never to leave the laboratory on guard. Well, I... I'm sorry, sir, but it, it's wholly my fault. Dr. Stone,
3: when did you see Hercules last? I mean, before you went in search of Professor Nelson.
2: Well, now, let me think. I, I gave him water a few minutes before you called. I remember it distinctly because I was interrupted by the training table cook.
3: The training table cook?
2: Uh, yes, Mr. Taylor, the football coach, sent him up with a sample of some canned salmon that was to be served to the team last Friday night. I presume Mr. Taylor thought it might have been responsible for mild cases of toman.
3: Well, Did anyone else
2: visit the laboratory? Ooh, just one of my students, McCoy. He delivered a paper that was overdue. Didn't you're not insinuating that someone released Hercules deliberately, are you?
3: It wouldn't surprise me, Professor Nelson.
2: After all, there is a
3: limit. Well, maybe you won't think so once you've read this note. I received it at the Daily Planet office about a half hour ago.
2: Read it. Oh, Kent, Daily Planet. This is a little friendly advice. Keep your nose out of other people's business, or you won't be using it to breathe with very long. Who wrote this, Mr. Kent? I don't know.
3: It was delivered by Boy, and it's obviously written in childish print to prevent identification. Now, possibly you will realize there may be more to the sudden collapse of the Metropolis football team than appeared on the surface. As a matter of fact, I'm beginning to think the boys on the squad were poisoned. Poisoned? Poisoned. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's preposterous. I don't know, Dr. Stone. You know you're
2: making a very serious charge, Mr. Kent.
3: Yes, and I can back it up. Or at least I'll back it up before long.
2: Do you contend that someone maliciously poisoned the football players to keep them from winning?
3: And not primarily to keep them from winning the game, but to keep the university from getting the
2: Richards' legacy. But who would want to do that?
3: Any one of the three
2: possible beneficiaries. Do you know the beneficiaries, Mr. Kent?
3: No, I don't. But I'll find out if it's the last thing I do. That's why I wanted to talk with you, Professor Nelson. I I thought perhaps you might call Mr. Quincy, the lawyer, and ask him who stands to benefit
2: under the terms of Mr. Richard's will in the event the university fails to get the money. He won't give me the information, Mr. Kent. Uh Oh? I tried once before when it looked as though we were going to be unable to raise our quota of five hundred thousand dollars. I thought I might appeal to the beneficiaries to waive their rights. Mr. Quincy refused to cooperate.
1: Oh.
2: Well, all right, we'll have to make use of another method. Come on, Jimmy. Where are you going, Kim? Uh, to see Mr. Quincy. It's after office hours. He won't be there
3: now. Well, he
1: may be.
2: Incidentally, Professor Nelson, you'd
3: better tell Coach Taylor what's happened and warn him to keep an eagle eye on the team. At least until next Saturday's game. Let's go, Jim. I'll call you, Professor, if I accomplish anything. really think the lawyer will be at his office now, Mr. Kent? It's almost six o'clock. Well, nothing like trying, Jimmy. Now, I'll park here. Now, you sit tight and wait for me. The office building's just around the corner. I'll be back in a few minutes.
0: Okay. Can I turn on the radio? Sure.
3: Quincy refused to give Clark Kent any information, but he might have more respect for Superman.
1: Now, let's see. This is the building... His office is on the 14th floor, facing rear. Good thing I took notice of that when I visited him Saturday. I just duck through this alley. I don't like to have to do things this way, but if I can help the university get that legacy, it's justified. All right, here we are. 14th floor, corner window, rear. Up!
3: Up! Here
1: we are. This is the office. It's dark inside, up for the window, and inside. <laughs> now, I imagine he must keep his copies of wills in his safe. Hm. hate to have to ruin a good safe by ripping the door out. But the lives of thousands of boys and girls are worth more than the finest safe ever built. Now, where is it? Over here? No, that's a filing cabinet. Oh, wait a minute. It probably has a wall safe. Must be behind this big picture here. Yes, of course, there it is. Now, I'll just yank the door out and see whether I can find Richard's will. Here goes.
0: Don't move What?
3: or I'll shoot.
0: Who has been lurking in the darkness of the lawyer's office? Whose voice is it that issued the order, don't move or I'll shoot? Will Kent, even as Superman, be able to get the Richard's will now that he's been caught in the act? Don't forget to be with us for the next episode when things begin to happen fast and furiously. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling
3: episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.